With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cause you've got personality. Walk with personality. Talk with personality. Smile with personality. Charm with personality. Love with personality. And flush it out of red. I'm so over. Over and over. Over and over. Love you hearing that song. The personality mom is back with me, Jamie Kirkbride. It has been forever and a day, but I hope you're doing well as we're, I would say, easing out of this pandemic and into the new year. How's 2022 started? And and welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. And so far, so good. (laughs) So I brought you on because I know you have something very cool to reveal and announce. But first, it's the beginning of February, and we all know Valentine's Day is February. And I feel like Valentine's Day um, hits for the kids a little more than maybe sometimes the adults. I don't know. I just get that impression, and and maybe you agree. So, so why is Valentine's Day, firstly, such a special holiday for the kids? I think it's special for kids. First of all, they have a lot of fun at school with their Valentine parties, and anytime there's a reason to party, it kind of hits kids' radar. But above and beyond that, I think it's a great opportunity for us to teach our kids about love and that love is more than just, you know, what they may see in adults, but that they have love in their life. And, I mean, obviously, as a parent of Eight, if I'm not mistaken. I seven. Know you show seven, your that's right. One by marriage. <laughs> One by what? Okay. Seven. Yes, so, my oldest is um, married. So. There you go. Well, as, as a mom of seven, and, you know, I'm sure they've seen a lot of love between you and your, your you know, your loved one, your husband. So how's that been? And, and do you feel, I mean, you show them year-round love, but is it something different in February when it comes to parenting? Yeah, you know, I I really like to use February as a great, oh, kind of a jumping off point to talk about love and how we can teach them that it's not just a feeling, but that it's a choice. And, you know, I think a lot of times as parents, we don't always feel romantic love. We may feel some frustration or we may have disagreement. We may have tough seasons in marriage. But really, we want our kids to learn that love is a choice or that love is a decision or or maybe even that love is the way we respond and that we care about others. Uh, yeah, and as we're talking about this, I just think about how, especially in the pandemic world, you'd think love would be a little more evident, wouldn't it? 
You would think, but it seems as though maybe the stresses have choked it out just a little bit here and there. So I think we almost have to focus more on getting past the stresses or maybe the anxieties or the fears or frustrations and really think about what does love look like practically and how do we communicate that love and maybe we find that we aren't doing a very good job communicating that. Well, I know you have some reference points on this, but I want to I wanna know, in your life, did you feel like the pandemic choked out? I feel like you're such a bright light, I can't see love, you know, leaving you. So I don't know, <laughs> did you experience that in real life, I guess is my question. Yeah, you know, I think that there's always tough seasons in any marriage, in any family, whether it's through hardship or challenge, like something like the pandemic, or if it's maybe tough seasons in parenting, if it's maybe tough seasons just for a child and what a child may be going through. Any of those, I think, can tend to become our focus. And when anything else becomes our focus, I think we can let up and maybe we don't show love in the way that we would prefer, or the way we intend, or maybe even the way our hearts really want to. That is a, that is profound. And I just think overall as a country, the divisions are, are very evident, as you might see. So, I, I mean, even that's a, to that point, kids see these divisions and they see all the news and everything and how does a parent reel them back in to say, yeah, love will, will over win all win all over this, and God's love will too. That's right. That's right. You know, I think teaching them that the way we love each other is purposeful, that we choose to love in the hard times, we choose to love in the good times, we choose to love even when we disagree with somebody, we can still love them. And I, I think one of the greatest tools that I've seen in this, especially in parenting, is the love languages. I don't, I don't know if, Alex, if you've ever seen the book by Gary Chapman about the five love languages. And I think it's a great tool for couples, for parents, if you're trying to understand your child. And I think it's great to even teach kids these tools because I think they can start to understand, you know, your love language is basically how you show your love to others, but also how you like others to show you love. Mm. And that's the other thing. How do we, um, I feel like we receive what we put out, if you will. So how do we show that love even during the tough times? That's right. You know, a lot of times they say that you typically are using your love language. So maybe the way you want to be loved is the way you tend to show love to others. So maybe you are a person that always buys gifts. And maybe during this tough season, you haven't been able to go out and shop like normal. Maybe you aren't able to see people like you normally would. Maybe you want to send a, a little gift to just say you you care, you're thinking about them, you value that person. And so maybe that's how you extend yourself during the tough times. Maybe quality time really matters to you. Maybe just spending time, you don't even have to do something fun, but just being together, um, even if it has to be in creative ways during the pandemic. A lot of times we've connected over um, FaceTime or Zoom meetings or things like that, but getting creative in how can we spend time together. You know, I know at one time we were able to do a Zoom with my parents because they were really feeling the absence of family and, and that togetherness. And so finding creative ways, even during the tough times, that you can extend and show your care for other people. 
Well, that is that is special. Now, I don't know. I, I as you talk about this, and and you have this very cheery voice about um, about the world, and I'm I'm hoping so. But I feel like kids are getting more exposed to everything. So, how do you purify um, Valentine's Day? I don't know. I just feel like it's not as pure as it used to be when we were kids. I, maybe I'm wrong in that. No, you know, I think that's that's why it's important that this really becomes a topic of conversation. You know, our family really likes to have family time, and so it, each night before we tuck the kids into bed, we may read a short devotion, we may spend some time talking about the day, we may, you know, commend them on something they've done well during the day, or, you know, just kind of a time to catch up. This would be a great month to maybe spend some time figuring out what are everybody's love languages, you know? Who is it that maybe acts of service really resonates with them? And, and when you do special things for them, they feel loved. And, and I think through these conversations, we learn about them, they learn about love, and maybe it kind of redeems some of that and kind of, as you said, brings some of that fun and innocence back to it. That love isn't just something that that you feel. Love isn't just something for adults. But love is something that we do every day, whether we're choosing to help people, whether it's words that we choose, if it's time spent with them, if it's a gift that may, we may give to them, if it might even just be, you know, giving them hugs and, and giving them extra affection. And so I think taking that time to discuss all of these with them, that those purposeful conversations can bring a different level of meaning to it. Jamie, I got to ask you this because ironically, we're going to talk about a new app you have and you're developing and, and you're working on. But I feel like the maybe the TikToks of the world, I don't know, they're glorifying screen time for kids. And I, I feel like when you say family time, the glorifying of the screen time is totally uh, taking away from that. Right. Screens can be a, a huge distraction, and it doesn't matter if you're talking young children, if you're talking elementary students, and then even those teenagers that can, can be very easily just kind of taken in. And, and I think, you know, in our family, we try to make a point of saying, you know, let's put phones down by a certain time at night, and let's not bring phones to the table. Let, let's, you know, carve out specific time that we're together, like these family times at night, where we just focus on each other and, and make screen time and electronics secondary to that. And when, I, when we start slipping and maybe those electronics car start carrying too much significance, we may even take a break from them. And so I think it's important that families find those ways that they can reclaim that time that they can reconnect with each other. All right, well, on the adult side, I know that screen time can also interfere with connecting with your partner. So how do you and your husband do it to to maybe keep that flame alive, if you will, and, and all, right. you know, and the screen away from you guys? That's right. You know, I think, you know, being very purposeful in those evening times that we find time to connect and he's away from his computer and maybe my phone's put away in the bedroom and, and we just find ways that we can catch up on each other's day or, or maybe we talk about things that, that we are appreciating in life or we're thankful for in life, something beyond just planning and screen time. And, and I think it really takes that conscious effort to choose what your priority is going to be. And if it's going to be your marriage, then you find time for that. If it's going to be connecting as a family, you find time for that. And I think all too easy, we grab the electronics, we keep up with work on our computer or our phones, and they can easily get in the way and be distractions to what really matters most. 
And I, I wanted to broaden it because I feel like everybody's dealt with this kind of in-house division with the pandemic driving everybody crazy. So how do we get back to that normalcy of a relationship? And the pandemic has led us to our phones, has it not? It it does, because I think in a lot of ways, Alex, we want to connect with people. We're feeling that maybe there's some division, some separation. I'm in a lot of places, you know, quarantining or isolating. And, and I think that phone can make us feel like this is kind of my lifeline. But there's so many other ways that we can connect with people, real people, in our own environment. And I think we need to look for those opportunities and then take those opportunities. Now, last time, I know you had a website, and I know you have quizzes on that website. Uh, give us that site again. You bet. At parentingwithpersonality.com, there is a great quiz on there that can actually help parents figure out what their child's love language is. So you answer, I think there's 10 quick questions on there, and it tells you which of the five love languages your child might be, and then gives you some tips on that. And then when you're at that website, that's also where you can find information on this new app that you had mentioned, which is the Parenting with Personality app. And on that app, we have some fun parent courses. We actually have a free um, online course through that app that is five days to a refreshed mom. And that might be just what somebody's needing, kind of where we're at with the pandemic and all of that, to just feel like you can get your focus and your perspective and your purpose and your plan all in order at the beginning of this year and as we head into the second month. And it's just a great way for parents, moms especially, to just connect and find community and have these opportunities to learn more, understand more, and connect with their kids, which really is all about loving them. Okay, I feel like the pandemic babies have gotten a lot of attention. And so does this app help the help guide the new parents as well that have been trying to get their kids socialized, but the pandemic's not allowed them to? I think it'll be a great way for moms to, again, find that perspective, find that purpose, find their plan, and that that might be a part of mom's plans. How can I help my child connect better? How can I get them out in more social settings? And I think in a lot of ways, it's a place where people can find community and get feedback. So if a mom's struggling with ways that they can do that, this community allows them to put it out there and to get some helpful guidance and feedback and maybe even some further resources that I can recommend for for those particular issues and topics. And, you know, I think that's why I, I really like the monthly topics that are in the iHeart membership that's through the app, because when there are specific things that are kind of tripping parents up, they can go and they can look for a specific topic, and we're just going to keep adding to the library of resources. As we're talking about this, I can't help but ask you about the schooling, because for two years been confusing. Do they go in person? Do they go from home? Like, does this parenting with personality help them navigate the schooling aspect of all this confusion? Yeah, there's actually a lot of resources that are useful for tools, some checklists, some templates, um, some different ideas that parents can even take to teachers and use in the school setting or to, you know, kind of help get things rolling more smoothly between home and school. And so some of those resources there are helpful for even that because so many people have had changes in schooling. Maybe they're at school for a while and then at home for a while, or maybe they're back in school, but then their child is quarantined. And, and so there's some different resources, some blog posts, some tools 
uh, that parents can call on right there in the parent resource section. All right, I've got to ask you this because I, I want your personal um, take on this. I, I just feel like these lockdown measures have confused the kids, and, and maybe you can weigh in on that personally as well. Did, did you see that at all? You know, I think it has been a bit confusing for kids just because there has there's been so little that feels certain for the last two years. We've really functioned with so much uncertainty, and, and we don't know what to plan on. And if you make a plan, it'll likely be changed. And, you know, things have fallen through, and what we thought we knew, we didn't really know, or it changed. And, and I think that we're going to find our kids have functioned with so much that they couldn't necessarily predict or rely on. You know, we had a kindergartner start school in all of this, and his whole first year of school was done through masks. And you just think of how much you miss when you're sitting, you know, if you think of sitting in a meeting and people have masks on, you don't know if people are smiling, you don't know if they're frowning, you don't know if they're upset. Oftentimes, I know when I wear a mask, my own senses feel kind of blunted. I can't hear the same or I can't speak up as well or it just kind of messes with your senses. And I think we are going to find that so many of the ramifications of the lockdown or the way we had to do school is going to have an impact on our kids. Well, how did you keep your personality uh, as upbeat as you sound right now during this whole thing? Well, it probably wasn't always this upbeat, and I think I just had to allow myself, if there's times that I'm struggling, I'm going to get through that, and I'm going to allow myself to feel it and acknowledge what it feels like, and then I'm just going to choose to not park there, but to pick my perspective. And honestly, we have to keep that hope in place, because without it, we have nothing. And so I think that that's the same hope that we can impart to our kids. We don't necessarily know that all of our plans are certain, but we can, can go back to what we know is true. And I think when we keep going back to what we know is truth, that's where we find hope. Yeah. Okay, you know, and full circle here, I mean, the whole idea to uh, bring love into this again, mm-hmm. that's what February is about, isn't it? And, and to that's not right. park ourselves in that darkness, I guess you will. That's right. And I think when we realize that, you know, love is part of our hope. Love is part of what keeps hope growing. And I think that, you know, we can all look at February as that time where maybe our hope and our love for others, for life in general, can grow. And we can grow that Mm. in our kids as well. I've got to ask you something because, you know, for the last couple of months we've we've had the Christmas lights, we've had this on the other, and there's not much lighting now. So does does your app provide a light that maybe should be shining right now as we're out of the holiday season. I hope it does. You know, it was kind of springboarded off this idea of a new you in the new year. And, you know, when you find your focus and you know what maybe even your word for the year is, you head for that. And then a lot of people, even by the end of January, have kind of lost touch with that or discouraged because they're not sticking with what it was that they want. And so I I really hope that this app can bring the guidance, the support, the inspiration, the hope, the help that parents need to just stay the course and if anything else just to know that they're not alone that there's somebody there you know i care i'm here to support you i'm here to help and just that they don't have to journey alone and that that is important and i feel like especially now that everybody kind of feels that loneliness so um 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, on the broader perspective here, we all kind of feel that loneliness. And I feel like kids would feel it more, right, than maybe you and I might. Yeah, I think they could. You know, kids are, are kind of little sponges, and so not only do they have their own stresses and uncertainties, but they can pick up what is in an atmosphere and what other people are feeling. And I think sometimes we may get the idea that kids are just immune to that kind of stress, but they really are tuned into it. And so I think it's something for us to be aware of and that we impart that hope, that we impart that love, that we impart that positivity to our kids. All right. And and so, Jamie, tell me that website one more time and tell us, um, it come back as the app gets updated. I know you're sort of launching it, so I know you're going to also improve it as we go along here. You bet. You can go to parentingwithpersonality.com. And if you want to go specifically to the web app right now, it's at parenting-with-personality.com. Passion, P-A-S-S-I-O-N, dot I-O. One, one last question. Do you feel like this is a time where love has to overcome everything? I feel like we're in this crucial moment right now, and, and maybe Parenting with Personality could help help us through that crucial moment, get love back out there, if you will. Absolutely. Kind of resurrect the love and resurrect the hope. And I think it starts with teaching our kids because then they go out into the world and it's this ripple effect. And I think that's a really neat way to think about it. You know, if what we teach one kid can affect a classroom, which then they go home and they affect their families, it really is a grand ripple effect. As long as the school is open to new ideas, I feel like the school system, we know about this in another episode, is shutting down anything that they uh I don't know that the parents want to bring to them. It's just kind of disturbing in some way. But that could be another conversation for the next few months. I'd love to have that with you, though. You, you bet. For now, they're accepting of love and and hope, so let's head there. <laughs> Amen to that, Jamie. All right, on a, on a great note, one note, I just see this here. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of the, your heart, Psalm 37.4. So I want to end That's that right. conversation on that note. So thanks again, Jamie. Kirk Bright, and we'll have you on back again for sure. You bet. Thanks a lot. You got it. God bless you. I'm Alexander Garrett, where we're always adapting.